Welcome listeners. We have an exciting episode planned. Logan's laughing because we've we've had this conversation. So really quick backstory. We've been doing vinyl now for seven months, which is pretty dope. But ever since the beginning, we've been like, but what do we call our listeners? Like once we get a group of people who like actually listen to us, what do we call them? And we've been kicking ideas around for like seven months you've literally pro- you probably heard in our intros like. yeah you probably heard some of them vinyl family vinyl whatever and then we've also just tried hey everyone like <laughs> hey, <laughs> you. hey you listening to this but quick backstory we went and saw Corella, and when i say we i mean <laughs> laura logan and i and in the previews it was like the space jam 2 so I guess, sorry, spoiler, there's coming a new Space Jam coming out. Spoiler. The fact that the movie exists is not a spoiler. <laughs> spoiler, a movie's coming out. Um, and in Space Jam, the name of the basketball team that has all the Looney Tunes on it is the Toon Squad. And I leaned over to Lauren and I was like, that would be the funnest name for like a team. And then this morning I was like getting ready for the day and I texted Logan and I was like, Logan, hear me out. Understand this let's what if we had our listeners be called the tune squad but tune would be spelled t-u-n-e like a tune like a musical tune so welcome tune squad we're so glad that you're here today (laughs) Jayla sent me this in a text presentation this morning i did i said i said welcome to my text presentation (laughs) and that's what it was today we have our fantastic wonderful friend with us we are are so excited to have you like I know we say this a lot but we are genuinely literally so pumped thrilled floored (laughs) honored to have wonderful Megan Warburton here with us welcome Megan slow clap for Megan thank you I feel so honored myself so yay we're so pumped Megan can you tell us who we are talking about today fill in the tune squad yes tune squad we are going to be talking about AJR one of my new favorite bands um, who I'm always behind the times in music. <laughs> I have a really weird taste in music. If you were to look at my Spotify, um, it's, it's really weird. I'll jump from opera to musical theater to pop to Spanish pop to whatever. Um, and so I'm always behind the times, but these guys, AJR, they're pretty great. And um, I don't feel like I'm too behind the times with them yet. So that's good. I love that. Just to fill in the listeners on why Megan's um, listening is so like, there's such a vast range opera because she's an incredible opera singer. Megan, please tell our listeners where you just got accepted into your master's program. Tell us a little bit about that and your major and your degree. Thank you. So I, in the fall, I'm going to the university of Michigan to do a master's of music degree in vocal performance, specifically in opera. So I'm very excited. I just last year finished, um, bachelor's degree in vocal performance. Um, I've been teaching at the university for a year and now headed to Michigan. So can't wait. Amazing. Find her on YouTube. She's a YouTuber now. Megan's friend is something that you'd like to put on a resume like <laughs> friends with Megan <laughs> and then you like oh hire them 
Oh, no, 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 but thank you. <laughs> I love it so much. Okay, well, let's let's jump into the album. I'm super pumped to talk about this because as we were listening to it... Um, so by the album, we mean OK Orchestra? Yes, sorry, OK Orchestra, <laughs> that album. Yes. Let's okay, dive into it. Um, we've been in the past ranking our top five songs, and I really love how that's been going. So hopefully we can continue that. Megan, do you want to start us off in your ranking? Yes. So my number five is Adventure is Out There. It's kind of in the middle of their album. And this one is so unique because it is sung by not the usual singer. Um, usually Jack is the singer. So these the three are brothers. Um and Jack is usually the main singer, but this one, Ryan is singing and it's so fun. And so that's why I, like the second I heard it, I was like, no way, this is a different sound. Who is this? Um, What's the third brother's Ryan. name? So, Do you know? The third brother, yes. The third brother's name is Adam. So A, Adam, J, Jack, and R, Ryan. Oh. Love it. They should have like chosen yeah. the band name. Jar. <laughs> <laughs> Please welcome Jar. It's just a jar. <laughs> Great idea, Logan. I don't know why they didn't hire me with their publicity. <laughs> when they Logan. listen to this, maybe they'll rebrand and change their names. So, I mean. There you go. That's hilarious. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Um, yeah, so I just think this one's fun um, because Ryan's voice is different than Jack's voice. And I think it's really great, especially in this song, because um, this kind of has like an island um, summer breeze type feel to it. And I think Ryan's voice really highlights that. And that's what quality I get actually from his voice. I feel like it's more smooth. It's very inviting. And that's the type of voice you want when you're on the island, right? You want to be very relaxed, just chill, and also just kind of dive into music and not worry too much about technicalities. And so I, that's why I really like this song. That's fantastic. It's a good one. Okay, there's a thing musically that happens here. It took me a minute to pick up on this. So in the verse, there's four lines kind of, but the third one is longer and there's like six extra beats added into that line. I don't know why. I mean, it's- <laughs> Just because they're jar. That's yeah. just why, that's it. It's cool though. And it's like this person looking for something greater. So I don't know if it's that. It just like throws it off just a little bit in this like search for something, but- I, I love that it's called Adventures Out There because it reminds me of the movie Up. And I think just like brings people back mm -hmm. to their childhood, which I feel like this album does like a lot. And so mm -hmm. I love that they're able to do that in this song, especially the like lyrical flip of like losing the socks, but then like growing out of the socks and moving on. It's mm -hmm. just like a nice yeah. metaphor. Yeah, I agree. So you, did you have that on ranked, Luke? I did not. Okay, no. I also don't have that on ranked. But it's funny, like, so Megan's background of like, the whole island thing. I love those vibes. And I think Wyoming was a good place to be raised, but also ruined me because it just gave me the old town country vibes. And like the driving rhythm underneath it always just made me think of a horse running. Da -da 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 -da. Megan's like, actually, Shayla, no, it's an island. But I like Megan's idea better. <laughs> but I feel like AJR, the adventure that they're looking for is because of their lost socks. Like in the whole first verse and like even later in the song the adventure that they're finding or looking for is because of the socks and so I think that's such a clever way to like tie something so simple as like I lost my socks but adventure's out there so let's go find my socks basically <laughs> sometimes you know just go do it sometimes just go do it 
that's exactly right <laughs> literally us with this podcast one day we're like let's just start recording when so Sometimes we did do it. here we are lose your socks and go find you never know you never know <laughs> i love it okay what was your number five? my number five is way less sad um which okay here's an impressive thing with this one this is one of the most popular on the album like listens wise but it's mm-hmm. the second to last song which i feel like that doesn't happen very often normally it's like the first couple are really good and then by the time you get to the end songs like lose steam but this doesn't happen with this one a lot of these songs are just really fun to listen to that's kind of how i feel um one thing in this one just like more musically they do this in a lot of the songs in this album is they'll have like a really catchy melody in the vocal line but another really catchy melody underneath and like the piano or some accompanying voice Mm -hmm. and like that's one of the things about this song that makes me love it so much is there's just two catchy things going on and it gets me really hooked the whole time so, and the melodies aren't even complicated. Like most of the time it's literally just like one note with like a little jump, but it's so effective in this song. And so I just think that's way fun. Plus, if you pay attention, there's a little ticking clock in there. Ah, a ticking clock. Ticking clock. Mm. About like half past three counting sheep, passage of time. They put a clock in the music. Oh, so clever. Yeah. And the message is just great. Like things don't have to be wonderful all the time. Yeah. If you're not dead, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly yes. right. I really like Wayless Sad as well. I actually don't have this one ranked, but it is fantastic. I love the trumpets at the beginning. You know, it's always nice to have a good brass mm-hmm. section. Just going off of the lyrics, kind of like what Logan was saying. I think it's fantastic that the lyrics are, I'm not happy yet, but I'm way less sad. And I feel like that's just like a really good perspective to have when you're not feeling super happy. And shout out to the Things That Matter episode on perspective, go listen. Um, you see the situation for what it is and that you're not happy but you're also not nearly as sad as you used to be. And I think that's just a really powerful perspective and I just like it a lot. I agree. I think that's one of the reasons I actually really like this song. Mine, I have this song ranked and it's it's high up to the top. Um, I won't tell you which one it is yet, but I I just, <laughs> I like this one. But the lyrics, um, yeah, I feel like are very relatable. And that's one of the things that AJR does across all of their albums, all of their songs their lyrics are so relatable to us as humans and they're just very down to earth. They kind of just say whatever they are feeling, which I like. Um, A lot of artists, you know, hold back because it's maybe not what everybody else wants to hear, or it's maybe not like the correct lingo, but they're all of their words are just very colloquial and just um, expressing how they really feel. And I think that's what music should be. And and so I really like that. Um, And to me, with this song being at the end of the album, um, I feel like it's a good wrap up of this storyline that that I see um, because this all was released within the last year, um, which I feel like is very poetic um, with where the album starts and then where the al- album ends with Way Less Sad is that it starts with Bummerland. <laughs> so maybe things weren't really great. And then it ends with Way Less Sad. So maybe things aren't still fantastic, but it's better than where we were. Um, and I feel like that's kind of how we were with this last year. Maybe things aren't exactly where we want to be at yet. However, it's it's better. We're way less less sad because we're finding more good things around us. So I really like this song as well. Okay, I really like what you said about, oh, how the songster is very colloquial and the lyrics are just like there and their thoughts that we have. But yet the music, like, it's not like they're forcing you to be emotional. 
like the mm-hmm. music is still just fun and you can feel it and like it gets you emotional in ways that you don't expect in the sense that it's not just like sadness it's like oh it like hits me in a way that most music doesn't and that's part of what I enjoy about it so much it kind of brings you to a realization yeah is, is that what you're saying yeah but of? it's still just like fun I'm like I'd listen to yeah. any of these songs just like jamming yeah so, yeah totally yeah okay so my number five is actually Christmas in June and I really mm-hmm. love the sound of the song, like the old movie vibes and also the Christmas sound, like Christmas sounds totally have a sound and it sounds like a Christmas song. So it's so fun. Uh, the song is cool because I feel like they're just kind of having this battle between music and this profession and then maybe family or a significant other. And they're just trying to be happy. And so is their significant other. And they're kind of saying like, look, I know that I owe you a lot of time and I love you and I promise that I'll be there for you for those important times, but I don't know what my life is going to bring with like work and with music. So just in case I can't mm-hmm. make it in December, can we just have Christmas in June so I can keep this promise to you? I just think musically it's very sound and I just, just fun. It's a good idea to be like, look, I can't make it. So how about we just have Christmas in June? Cause I can't be there in December. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't have this one ranked, but I just related to it as a performer. Cause sometimes I'm like, oh, I have things I want to do with people I love. But then it's also like, well, I have to perform like my job right now. I literally work like almost every evening. And so like, I've been feeling this lately. And part of that, I was like, yeah, I get it. And this is the song that I felt like the most of like their own voices coming out. It was less of the like, yeah. looking back, it was the just like, here we are. And here's kind of how it is. So, oh, well. Yeah. Also shout out to Logan, who is the pianist at Pickleville Playhouse. So if you go to Pickleville this summer, Logan's your piano guy, say hi to him. I will. And there. Don't shake his hand. Every show. <laughs> Don't shake my hand. She says that because I went on a tirade the other day about how much I hate people shaking my hand. So. <laughs> anyway. It's fine. But Good times. Anyway, Christmas in June is a fun song. Also, one thing we get in this one and a couple other times in the album is this like marching band sound, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool in pop music. You don't see that all the time, but they incorporate this, which is kind of that like high school throwback type sound. So I like that they're incorporating elements of that into the whole album. Yeah. I don't have this one ranked as well, but I think it is a fun way to end the album. And I I also think it's a unique way to end the album. Um, I don't know if like all artists would put this one last, but I think it's a fun way. And that once again, I think that just goes to show their style. They just kind of do it their own way which is why I think people like them, why I'm drawn to them is they just kind of do it their own way and it's them and it's unique. And so it's a fun way to just kind of wrap up the album. Yeah. Okay, Megs, what's your number four? My number four is Ordinaryish People. This one features the Blue Man Group, which is kind of fun too. So they do some collaborations with other people on other albums and singles, but this one is the Blue Man Group. And this song, you can hear a lot of examples of the very unique and different instruments that they use throughout all their songs. It's crazy. So at the very beginning, um, when I was listening to it, one of the first couple times I was running, I was on a run and I'm listening and I'm like, who's outside next to me? Cause I could hear whistles being blown like pool whistles. And I was like, am I by a soccer game or is like someone <laughs> behind me whistling at me? Cause my AirPods were in and I was like the universe where all of a sudden there's just a soccer game. <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. I was like, 
what's going on? Um, and then I zoned into that. It was actually in the music. So they have these like whistle sounds that are kind of um, random that go throughout the whole thing. And so it's just, you don't usually hear that in songs and they tend to use a lot of unique instruments. And I think that they, they play all these instruments, all the brothers play different kinds. Um, and so I just thought that was so fun uh, because it, you never know what you're going to get <laughs> when you listen to the song for the first time. Um, and I feel like it also is a very typical AJR sound with the vocals, with the beat, with the build up to the choruses and kind of the drop. Um, it's a very easy song to jam to. And I feel like a lot of their songs are like that. Yeah, this is one I don't have ranked either. But as you said, there's a lot of interesting sounds because it starts with like what literally is a pep band. And it sounds like you're at a sporting event, some kind of game, and that they're like playing to hype you up. And then like the percussion comes in, in a different beat than like what you expect from hearing the band at the beginning. And then like they bring back the sound of the pep band underneath the chorus later on in the song, which is mm -hmm. something that's really interesting because that's like a pretty thick texture normally. And so I love that they use that as like a small piece of something greater. Because as you said, that's something you just don't see a lot of in pop music. Also just another thing, like they don't feel the need to give us a ton of musical content in the song. They'll stick to a couple things that are really catchy and then just use them. And then like, so that you don't get sick of it, they have little just like, instrumental interludes instead of feeling the need to like write mm -hmm. something different. And I think it's really nice that they do that because that's the thing. A lot of these songs are very catchy and very singable, but and they repeat a lot, but I never get sick of them because they've broken it up enough. And I think that's something I noticed especially in this song. Yeah. Anyway, it's a really fun one. I love the message of this as well. Like people have different perspectives and they'll see you and perceive you in different ways, but we're all just different. That's literally almost the exact same thing that I wrote about the lyrics. I think like you guys were saying, like, so fun. The beginning kind of reminded me of a circus a little bit. I was like, what the heck? Like, totally. And then it kind of shifts to, like, circus at a club. <laughs> That's, like, what I was thinking. Um, I just like the song because it just kind of shows you how different people, like you said, Logan, really perceive you differently. Um, you know, your smart friends call you stupid. Your stupid friends call you smart. <laughs> and that's basically what they say. And I like the idea of ordinary-ish people. I find, like, I feel like so many people are ordinary-ish, but like, just be you and that's enough. Like in the line, in the song, it literally says, you have to be somebody sometime. So just do that, just be you and you'll be awesome. That'd be great. Mm -hmm. My number four, okay, listen, everyone, it's probably controversial. I probably should have rated this one higher, but you see my top five, I just loved them all so much. It was, it was, so, like... it was so hard for me to rank. It was, hard. it was so hard. I was like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> Cause I loved the whole album so much. And I had five that were like, clearly superior but like anyway so the order of these five might be fuzzy my number four is bang which is the most popular song from the album and i think their most popular song like total as far as i know ever i think so yes because yeah. this is the one that it's yeah. on the radio all the time yeah I, yeah um it's just it's catchy like you have the main melody you have the counter melody underneath i just okay one of my favorite parts is after every verse, I think, like before the chorus, chorus starts, you have to hear this little like recorded voice that just goes, here we go. And I just enjoy that. I yes. Think it's fun. <laughs> yes. So I like that a lot. This song, it's just stuck in my head often. And it doesn't have, like, it's not super complex musically, but they've just set it up in a way that every little thing is just like literally stuck in my head all of the time. 
and it's not a long song either. It's fairly short, but it accomplishes mm -hmm. everything that it needs to. So I just love Bang. It's, it's in my head as we speak. <laughs> so glad to hear that. <laughs> Bang, this is probably going to be controversial, but it's, I did not rank this one. Oh. And it's the one that I have the least to say about. Oh. I know, I know. I do like the song Same and one. Logan, you brought up the, here we go. I, that's my favorite part of the song as well. Like that's like my fave. Um, but yeah, I really don't have a lot to say about it. I do like the bass part for sure at the beginning and throughout good times, but that's literally all I have to say. <laughs> um, Bang was my number one song. So when we get there, <laughs> I will talk more about it, but I think it's because I have a lot of sentimental value with this song as well. Um, and how I found it was so fun, but and I'll talk about that in just a minute, but it is, um, it is their highest charting song and it's the only song of theirs to reach the top 10 on billboard, which is interesting because a lot of their songs never like kind of make it past the mainstream songs, but this one did. And it was going to be part of a previous album. It was going to be just like tacked on to the album before it, Neo Theater. But then they, I would imagine that with the popularity it received, they're like, no, let's just make it part of the new album because it did so well. And I'm glad they did. I'm glad that they put it with the new album. I think it fits well. But yeah, this is this is my favorite song. So I'll talk more about it in a minute. <laughs> That's fantastic. Sorry, I'm just the black sheep right now. <laughs> okay. okay, my number four is actually three o'clock things. I mm. really like this song. It's basically, you know, just a song about the 3 a.m. shower thoughts that AJR is having. This is one of their more political songs that they sing. I really like the very end. It gives me kind of a 20s vibe. And I wonder if they did that kind of as a reference to the year 2020 and then you know, the years in the, like the 1920s. I feel like 2020 was just a really heavy year politically and health wise and just for a lot of different ways, like a lot of different reasons, it was very hard. And I really think the lyrics are just so deep and so relatable in the song. And I was just super impressed with how they fit exactly what they wanted to say, especially politically, so simply. I really like this one as well. I didn't rank it because there are only five slots, but... Um, <laughs> But I really like it because I feel like we all have these thoughts. <laughs> like you're saying, Shayla, we all have these thoughts, um, especially kind of when he's talking about like, why did I go to college when I could have just been a YouTuber? And like, you know, we all think that, you know, and then, then he flips it kind of the other way too. So there are lots of ways to see things in our lives. And I think they kind of present that um, in all their lyrics. But this song specifically, we all have these thoughts and they just kind of find a really nice way in a whole song to present it i have this one ranked so i'm gonna just not say anything about it right now i'll come <laughs> okay. back to it later <laughs> sounds good hey megs what's your number three okay we're on three bummerland is my number three this is the first song from the in the album second song that was released from the album it is so fun <laughs> I don't know why, because it like could be a downer. And that's why I love them is it truly could be a downer of a song if you just strip the lyrics and how they, if they were just to set it, but the way that they, um, you know, make it kind of fun. And um, once again, that colloquial language 
of Bummerland. I mean, who who says that? But we do. We just don't usually say it in like mainstream things. So I thought it was very fun. And especially I think this encompasses, you know, all of last year and a lot of like how I felt, you know, I had a lot of disappointments and they talk about that, you know, the many dis- disappointments, the cancel plans, um, you know, nix my summer plans. That's exactly what I did last summer. But I like how they say, but when you're at the bottom, you can only go up from here, which is true. If you're at the bottom, you can only go up. It's only going to get better. And this song has one of the unique things that I love that they do with the instruments. So they morph their instruments from one instrument to the next. That is my favorite thing. And when I realized they were doing this, I like couldn't get enough of it. I had to tell everybody because I thought it was so clever and I've never heard anybody else do that before. Um, So it kind of starts off in the middle interlude going from the voice to the, it morphs the voice to like a trumpet sound, which then morphs to, I think it's like a mandolin string sound and then it morphs to a violin. Then you get back to the piano. But it was so clever because the whole time I was like, okay, what's going to be next? What's going to be next? They're genius. Um, and so I, that, that's what really drew me to this song is that little instrument interlude right there. I completely agree with that. I literally have like the exact same thoughts as you. And this is also my number three. So hey. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> I, I just love this song too. And one of the things that I thought was so interesting was the way that they transitioned the instruments. Because normally if you're going to do that, it's like at the end of the phrase, but it's literally like smack in the middle of a phrase. They're just like, and it's no longer a voice now, it's a trumpet. And you don't even like mm-hmm. notice that. It's just so well edited in that way. Again, the instrumental interludes, so fun throughout the whole album. Um, yeah, I also was impressed by the lyrics like it's only going up from here because that's the thing this song could be so sad but it's it's fun and I want to just like play it and rock out to it it's like yeah life is okay you know things haven't been great but we're getting better so that that was really important to me also okay the chords in this song they use the same melody twice throughout the chorus but like over two different sets of chords which I think is part of the reason that I think it's interesting they just don't use the same chords that you always expect, but not in a way that it's jarring. It's still mm-hmm. just really fun and you want to jam to it. And like, it's catchy. I just love it. Um, my favorite lyrics from this, this month I got seven haircuts and now my hair is all gone. It's sad, but I've been alone <laughs> too long. So I keep getting haircuts. <laughs> like, I think there's too many of us who, whenever we need a change in life, we just cut our hair <laughs> to the point that so you don't bad. have any more. So true. So I actually have Bummerland ranked later. So the only thing I'm going to say right now is I just like the title. And also I feel like this whole album along with this song could just be the soundtrack to like Wreck-It Ralph or something like a video game vibe. Like I feel like that's just what it sounds like. (laughs) It's interesting because it's like brings you back to your childhood, but not in a way that it feels childish. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, like it's reflective, but again, not in a way that it's sad. Like it's something like I hadn't heard before. And I think that's why I've been so intrigued by this, but love it so much. Yeah. So my number three is the trick. The first time I heard this, I was like, what the heck is up with the voice effects? Like, I don't, I, I still, I still don't really get it. Like, <laughs> maybe it's part of the trick, right? Like, which is, they say in the song is like, they can be anything that they want to be. So basically they're just tricking the people that fall in love with them or with this version of them or whoever it is that they're presenting at the time. Um, it may also be that like, when you're just starting to date or to be with someone, you only want to show the best parts of you so that you can impress others. Um, And it can also just be a way to hide yourself from the parts of you that you don't like. And that way others don't see it either. I think I ranked this one um, where I did because of the lyrics and like 
the depth behind what they're talking about as well as the crazy voice effect that I was like, what the heck? Yeah. They use so many interesting voice effects and I am still yet. I don't know if I think it's their voice, I would assume. And I think, I believe they mix their own um, albums themselves, like in their, in their apartment, um, which is pretty cool, but they always do that with all of their albums. And our first song I'm ready. Um, they mixed the SpongeBob SquarePants. I'm ready where he says it like they looped it and they looped it over. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And that's what, that's what got them famous. So I think that's like, one of their signature things that they do in all their albums and their songs, they have kind of these, I don't know, interesting mixed voices that are just kind of fun, different, but fun. Okay. Based on the little bit that I know about sound editing, here's what I would assume happened here. Okay. And I may be completely wrong. They've probably said this somewhere online. I could look it up, but I'm lazy. So it sounds like they probably sang it slow like slower than it's written and down an octave because if you listen the vibrato is really fast mm. which leads me to believe it was recorded slower and then they um sped it up which in turn then changes the pitch and so if you do that like, I would imagine they sang it an octave lower slower and then sped it up to the sound that we hear which is higher and with the fast vibrato in it yeah so I I would imagine that's how they recorded it something similar to that at least also in the sense of instrumentation, you have like a ukulele throughout, which I think is this more childlike instrument. Like who of us mm -hmm. didn't learn elementary in our elementary school music classes somewhere. I, so it's just like the sounds that they use, I think are taking people to that period of their lives in a way that's reflective, but fun. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Now All right, are we on two? Yeah, number two. Number two. Okay, number two for me was way less, way less sad. And I, I think I just love the classic AJR sound. Um, I like songs that like pump you up <laughs> and that I can run to because I often run to their songs. Um, and we've, you know, we've talked about this already, but I just think it's clever also in their instrumentation, how they use some sections use more, some use less and they back away and it's more just the voice. Um, and I think it shows emphasis on some lyrics and some parts versus another. Um, and so for me, this is like a classic AJR sound. And some people, I think, say like AJR songs all sound the same. You know, they're all like the same sound, but no one sounds like AJR. And I think that's what sells me on them. So even though their songs may sound similar, no one sounds like them. And so when you hear them, you know that it's them, you know, from their voices, their instruments, the raw, raw, honest lyrics that it's them. And so for me, this is kind of like, this is them. And so I really, that's why I like it. It's fun, fun songs to pump me up. Heck yeah. I love that. I agree with that. I think the whole album, you see that like, the songs are fun and they're experimenting with a lot of different textures and instruments and like you want to keep listening to it, but they're still meaningful. And I think a lot of the times you get either like meaningful songs or fun songs and not both. And I think they blend those mm -hmm. very, very well. Okay. My number two is three o'clock things. And this song, it just, it brings me so much joy. I mean, a lot of these, but this one, I just listen to it and just can't help but grin. Like the lyrics are just so, so good. I mean, again, in the whole album, but they experiment with the rhyming scheme here, which I think is part of why I think the lyrics are so good. Um, 
a lot of the rhyming comes with just like repeated vowel sounds and not necessarily anything else. And so throughout the whole verse, you have the ah sound that keeps coming back. Like they use the word college over and over and narcotics and oh, I don't know. There's a couple others, but I think that is part of what like gets me into it is they're using this sound to bring it back and not necessarily trying to get anything to fit in a rhyme scheme. So the lyrics I just think are great, catchy melody. And Sheila mentioned this earlier, but you have these elements of older music that sounds kind of 20s, like you have this like wall of trumpets. And at the end, you have this little jazz ensemble filtered as if it's coming through an old radio. And so I love that they're just experimenting with these things. And it just, it sounds fresh and it sounds so fun. And I just, I can't get enough of this song. My number two is World's Smallest Violin. I love this song. I really, I ranked it so high because I just, I loved it. And I really just think. Oh, that's why you ranked it high. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally all. No other reason. <laughs> Music sucks, lyrics sucks, but I like this, so I ranked it high. No, I'm just kidding. So I really... <laughs> I rated this song high because I hated it. I hated this song, so it's my number two. I really think the voices at the beginning are just very cool. I just, I feel like the underlying message here with the song is that you don't have to invalidate things that are hard for you or that hurt you. Just like the song talks about how, you know, his grandpa was in war and his dad was like, what firefighter i think uh don't i don't know that might be false mm -hmm. i think that's what it says but um it just lots of other things and he says next to them my problems aren't so bad basically saying that like people have it worse than he does which you know anybody can think that about their situation um but he also says look even though my problems might not be you know the worst or ridiculously horrible that doesn't mean that i shouldn't get help or i shouldn't talk about them to make myself feel better and i think that, you know, that's relatable. So I guess if anybody needs to hear this, like just because, you know, you have the world's smallest violin and it's playing and you have issues, like don't sell yourself short. Those issues and things still hurt you and you can still talk about them with people, even if they're not as bad as somebody else's. So I think that's why I like it. Just don't invalidate your feelings and don't invalidate things that hurt you. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and it says in the lyrics, like he says, I kind of feel like two things can be said. And I think it's true. I mean, everyone's different. And so we all see the world through different lenses. And so everybody's things they're going through, we're going to see them differently. So I really like this too, because it doesn't invalidate any hard things or any things we go through because everything's important to us um, and things we're doing. And the ending of this one is so fun <laughs> because he says, like finishing this melody, and then it just goes on for a while, um, longer than usual of like finishing, finishing the melody, finishing the song. Um, Cause it feels like a necessity is what he says. And it's the, it's fun because you don't quite know when it will end um, and how long it will go until he does end. So let me play my violin for you which is honestly kind of like life and the things we do too. We don't quite know when they will end. Um, we just got to keep going until we finish it. We've got to finish it out and then it will end and it'll be a good ending. And I think that's kind of what they show with this very ending of the song. Yeah, I love that. Megan said that way more eloquently than I did, so. <laughs> well, because the ending does this thing where it like speeds up and speeds up and like gets faster and more. Yeah. It's just like doing this build. And yeah, I think it's so true though, like in life, Sometimes things just suck and other people have hard things too, but like, that's okay. It doesn't mean that your life sucks any less. So yeah. I really enjoy that. And with the instruments in this one, 
you hear like there's very lightly some strings in the background throughout, but it's really not a focus. And most of the melody lines aren't on a violin. They're on these other like kind of awkward sounding instruments. And it does the thing where it like switches instruments partway through the line mm -hmm. again. I think that's something that they've brought back into this sound where it's like not obviously about the violin, but it's there. Oh. Okay, OMG, are we about to go to the number ones? Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Logan turns and looks at me. Number one. <laughs> All right, Megan. All right. My number one song. I already spoiled it for you, but my number one song is Bang. I love this song. And I said it had sentimental value. And it's because so last year it was released around March, February. And I, I listened to it first in March. And March is when <laughs> everything kind of went down last year. Um, and so I had extra free time because school was kind of canceled. And so I started running in the mornings and I needed new songs to listen to because I didn't usually do that. And so I came upon this song. I came upon Bang and I loved it. And the first day I heard it, I played it on repeat so many times um, on Spotify. It actually told me how many times and I tried to look it up today and I couldn't figure it out. But on the day I found it, I, I kept listening to it because I couldn't get enough of it. And I thought it was so fun. And then for, well, still, I listen to it almost every day on my morning runs because it just kind of pumps me up. And it reminds me of, you know, March when things were kind of tough. Um, but then I started running and I really found that as a new joy, but also a lot of new things that I was able to do because things were canceled, I was able to kind of delve deeper into my life. And so every time I hear this, I kind of remember that, you know, the joy that can come from overcoming hard things and the good that really there is in the world. And so I think that's why that one is so, so important to me just because it always reminds me of that. And you know how Spotify always does like the year in review. Well, this was the one song that helped me get through it all as they quoted <laughs> and the top song of the year for me. So it obviously was an important song in more ways than one. But I think honestly, the combo of the good beat, the fun vocals, the memorable lyrics, that's very, it's very easy to sing to, very catchy. Um, and from like the first few notes at the beginning before I even start they even start singing you know what song it is so I think that's what's fun too is that they kind of bring you in from those first couple of chords and and you're there just enjoying the song yeah I love that and it's so relatable to how you talk about you know the beginning of COVID music and songs that got you through like I have that same song like it's not an AJR song but like I totally get what you're saying and so I think it's so cool that this band was like there for you in that way and like we're able to like help get you through the hard part um, of COVID well a lot of it is still hard but the beginning where there was like so much unknown and you were able to find like the yeah. positive that's so cool it, it's just a good yeah. song I think it'll keep getting bigger oh. um okay yeah. my number one you guys are gonna make fun of me for this but <laughs> you're it, right I will I'm just kidding. It, it's the okay overture okay <laughs> I love that one. I'm so glad we get to talk about it. Because <laughs> I just, the first time I started the album, I just played it and I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just so fun. <laughs> and it's, I don't know, maybe it's just because I've been feeling kind of chaotic recently, but I'll just like play that song and it just like. Does it match your chaotic energy? It matches my chaotic energy. It just kind of goes and you don't really know where it's going to go. And it's just kind of everywhere, but like, it's still very cohesive. Mm -hmm. Like, I just get so happy. Mm -hmm. 
happening wow <laughs> nope i get so happy listening to the first minute of this song like there's just fun sounds and it's shifting between instruments and textures and it's pulling melodies and lyrics from all the other songs on the album like an actual overture would and like i just i can't help but smile i when i listen to it I, this happened with a lot of these songs but this one specifically as i was doing my own little personal like ranking system i was literally just like 10 10 10 10 i was like it's perfect i have nothing to say like, <laughs> god this song makes me so happening <laughs> it does i just love it <laughs> oh my gosh that's hilarious i love it that's fantastic megan what do you have to say about actually maybe i should go first because i feel like you're more passionate about this than i am so i'm gonna go in the middle to be <laughs> in the middle okay. and you and Lilo, okay. like be the bread that like makes it good. Okay, so <laughs> Overture, for those of you that don't know, listeners, is like the orchestral song at, of like the beginning of an opera or a musical that basically sets the stage. Um, just so you kind of have that. And it makes perfect sense because this is the first song of the album. So basically AJR is just setting the stage here for the rest of the album, which is pretty cool. Um, it's literally just, you know, describing, it's every part of the song. Like it's so unique, A plus. When I say every part of the song, I mean, they add basically, every song from the album of every song yes thank you <laughs> thank you yeah see this is why you guys are the bread <laughs> um so basically just like a plus for creativity <laughs> um it seems super random especially like the humpty dumpty part um but i feel like the song is just a great little intro because like you said it just i don't know it to me it just gives the vibe of like walking down a street on a summer day introducing the main character of this of like a movie or of a short film or whatever and there's just so many parts to the song wow is it like it's just super cool it's so fun <laughs> anyway Megan what do you have it's to say so, it's so clever no I no albums really have overtures these days right like I mean in the beginning I said that I really love musical theater and opera like I listen to a lot of interesting music and they have overtures and so then to come upon this album that has an overture too it's like what Yes. Um, I love it because it really does. It gives you like a small little taste, a small little sampling of all the things you're going to listen to in the whole album, which is so fun because you get like these little 30 second clips of every song in the album. It's very clever. And they even do the thing with the blending of the instruments, I think at the very beginning of this, um, or they introduce all the instruments they're using. It's just so unique. And once again, I know I've said this before, but AJR just kind of does their own thing. <laughs> They're just very eclectic in the way they do things. And I'm glad because I remember listening to this with, with my brother and I was like, no way, this is so fun. What part, what song is this in? And like, what part is this from which? And we would like talk about that song specifically together um, because it just is so different. It was very fun. Yeah, well, even like the first time I listened to this song, I hadn't listened to the rest of the album. So I didn't know any of the songs, but I still loved it just as much. I was in my car driving, just like grinning to myself and jamming. Okay, so my number one is actually Bummerland. Um, and I think Logan kind of called this literally <laughs> before we were we were sitting listening to the album together. And he's like, Shiloh, there's one song on here that I know you're going to love. And I was like, all right, <laughs> he knew it. <laughs> um, so Bummerland is my number one. First off, the title, like I said, I just feel like it's a little bit of like a Wreck-It Ralph theme, this whole album. Um, I love that they use Bummerland as just another way to say rock bottom. Like, I think that's so creative and just honestly a better way to say it. I also really mm -hmm. like how they talk about getting so many haircuts. Logan brought this up as well until they don't have hair because, you know, basically how many times in your life do you go get your hair changed because you feel like you're at rock bottom. I feel like, you know, the song is just really happy and upbeat, which is cool because they're talking about Bummerland, which is like, bummer, dude. Like, it's a bummer deal. When you talk about sad things, typically 
you know, the music will match that in some way. So I really love the contrast there. And then it's just such a bop. Like, I love it. It's fun and it's just exciting and just a good way to try and keep you happy, even though you're feeling shizzy and in bummer land. When I first listened to this, I was like, this is a Shayla song. <laughs> so <laughs> was. What's fun too, though, is like, it's a fun perspective, like you were saying, Shayla, on negative things, right? Because you can truly have a negative perspective on negative things, but you can also have a more, I don't know, open perspective on negative things. And that's kind of what they say, because they say, Bummerland, give a cheer. Yeah. I'm really going up from yes. here, right? And like, who wants to cheer when they're like not having fun or when things are a bummer? <laughs> um, but it's a good way to think about it, right? Like, totally. okay, I'm at rock bottom give a cheer because it's can't get worse than this right yeah and that once again it's very relatable we can connect to that right like we get to that point where things are truly a bummer and it makes no sense to be sad about them anymore so you might as well just be like you know what here I go moving forward give a cheer because that's all I can here do go. going up yeah <laughs> overall it's just it's such a fun album yeah everything about it like this is one that I will probably continue to just put on in my long drives basically every day because yeah it's good it's just fun and like makes me think a lot because of the lyrics but like I can enjoy it no matter what mood I'm in Mm -hmm. I would Mm -hmm. like to give a couple honorable mentions if that's cool Mm -hmm. um my first honorable mention that I would like to give is to Joe Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. You get an honorable mention. I hope we have some listener named Joe who doesn't know this album. I know. He's like, me? (laughs) Um, (laughs) The song title is Joe. Just getting that out there. Um, The piano of this. I really love it. It stays throughout as well, which I think is really cool. Um, I think it kind of symbolizes, you know, underlying feelings of anxiety or restlessness, uncertainty or nervousness that we often feel when we're young. And I think this song tackles, you know, the childhood inspiration or idol in someone's life um, or more personally, like the person Jack sings about um, whose name is also the title of the song, Joe, like Joe is this guy's idol or somebody that he really looks up to. Um, And he just kind of, you know, asks if Joe thinks that he's cool now after he's done all these things. Um, Cause he thought, cause he just wanted to be so cool in the eyes of Joe earlier in his life. Uh, But yeah, I just think it's a really, a really interesting view to have and a really funny thing to think why, like for me, it made me kind of reflect like why on earth would I still like idolize people that I idolized back then. And if I do, great. That means they're a freaking awesome person, I guess. But it's just so interesting that they took this perspective of like, hey, Joe, like, look at me now. I'm doing all these cool things. Do you think I'm cool now? Even though you didn't think I was cool before. But yeah. My thing about this song is that there's vocal percussion throughout that is so fast and so good. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. they could have used drums. They didn't need to do that, but they did. And it's good. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. My other, just like a real quick shout out is Humpty Dumpty. I was going to shout that one out. (laughs) Listen, Humpty Dumpty is just unbearably catchy. And like, I love this song so much. And it's called Humpty Dumpty. Why do I love this so much? (laughs) It like, it's so, so, so catchy. But (laughs) I love that they like have used Humpty Dumpty as a comparison to being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And like the verse in the chorus showing these contrasting messages of feeling self-conscious and like not caring what people think. And so I love that mm-hmm. the song is so well 
puts that back and forth. That's really good about Humpty Dumpty. I think they're very good at using these comparisons and these metaphors in things that um, they're deep, but also you can catch them on the surface level too. And they do this in a lot of their albums. I mean, that are, it's just very relatable and like even things we can kind of laugh at, but at the same time, we're like, nope, that's a little bit deeper than just surface level if we look. That's a that's a great talent that I think these artists have is finding these things that we can connect with that are metaphorical, but also they're deep, they're good. Um, I, I think that's a great talent they have. You know, like you guys both said, it's just so relatable. And like how relatable is it to feel cracked and broken, but we smile through it anyways and don't ask for help. And we just deal with it on our own later. Um, so the thing that kind of like stuck out to me, and this was like, hey, it's okay to ask for help. Like you don't have to always deal with things on your own and smile through the pain. Um, the only song that we haven't talked about yet is My Play. It's just, you know, it's a good one. It deserves a shout out just to cover, just to cover <laughs> our bases here of the songs. You know, it's just kind of about a kid's experience of his parent, of their parents going through a divorce. And I just think it's cool how they talk about the kid's perspective as someone who's older and who's kind of dating around now. And they basically are just like, well, free, like. I went through all these things and I saw my parents go through these things. So is love even worth it? A cool, a cool little take there. My one thing about this song, I talk about this in like every episode, but here we are again. It uses seventh and ninth chords, major seventh and ninth chords to show this looking back to the past, which makes you automatically feel like you're looking back to your childhood. So musically, that's what they do to accomplish what Shayla just described. Well, I think they're very good at like playing upon things that we all experienced in childhood and then how that affects us later on. Because in their other album neo theater which we didn't even talk about but has great songs on it too such fantastic songs um but they talk like about your birthday party when you're one second old and um uh don't throw out my legos and it's kind of that's like that one's a little bit about growing up and so i think that they're very good about the all of these emotions that we feel when we're young we still kind of remember them now when we're older but we kind of tend to push them away but then they in a way reveal them and show ways that we can learn from them so once again kind of delving deeper from just the surface level that it could be but they go pretty deep which is really neat yeah i love that all right folks you've heard it here first ajr and their album okay orchestra megan thank you so much for joining holy crap you were blessed to have on so fantastic anytime thank you for having me glad we could talk about ajr my favorite Woo! <laughs> ajr her favorite <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, Thanks for joining us, everyone. We are so happy that you're tuning in. Reach out to us for any other music you want us to listen to. There's a lot coming out this summer. We'd love to have you come talk with us also. So let us know. Again, we have a lot of exciting things coming up and a couple like mini series on the sides. So watch for those as well. Mini series. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on, on vinyl. vinyl. Am I by a soccer game? <laughs> <laughs>